premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey folks, this is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace of and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Well, happy Thursday, everybody. It's a beautiful Thursday night here in Eagle Pass, Texas, and we are broadcasting to you live from the Asylum Studios. Thank you for being with us tonight for our Thursday night Bible study. I'll tell you, it, it really is a beautiful day here in, in Eagle Pass. It's, uh, it's 85 degrees, sunny skies, not a cloud in the sky, the beautiful blue Texas skies. I'm telling you, you've never seen a sky until you've seen a Texas sky. It's probably the most amazing thing. And uh, I've been living here in Texas now for six years, and it never ceases to catch my attention of how beautiful, how absolutely beautiful a Texas sky is. It's a great, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, we have a beautiful night here, and I'm really looking forward to getting into tonight's Bible study. You know, last Thursday night, we uh, wrapped up our study of Revelation chapter 9, and it was a great study. And I hope it was a blessing for you, and I hope that you walked away with something from it. Now, tonight, we'll be moving into chapter 10. And you know something, believe it or not, we're about halfway through the book of Revelation already. And I think that's incredible. And uh, I told you very, from the very beginning that I've never taught the book of Revelation. I've sat under a lot of teaching from the book of Revelation, and some of it was good, some of it was not so good. And, uh, and I'm hoping that uh, in your estimation of how we're doing this, and in the Lord's estimation of how we're doing this, that this is, has been a good study for you. Uh, and I'm excited to keep on going here, and I just still cannot believe we're uh, already 10 chapters in. It's, a, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing book. It's an amazing study. And uh, even though I've, I've been studying, and even though I've been reading this book, and uh, even though, like I said, I've sat under teaching from it, as I'm putting together the lessons, as I'm studying and preparing for this, I'm learning stuff myself every day, every single day. It's really it's an amazing book. It truly is. Uh, now, just uh, you know, the tribulation though is it's divided into two equal parts as you study the thing out, and uh, you know what we're doing here in chapter ten is we've uh, we've come chronologically speaking right about to the middle of the tribulation. Now, of course, the thing starts out with a rapture, the rapture of the church, and that's in uh, Revelation chapter four, and then it concludes with the second advent of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in between, you have, a, you have 42 months of great tribulation. And that's where we're going to be launching to 
uh, here tonight in Revelation chapter 10. But before we get into tonight's study, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, head on over to our contact section, look for that web form, and why don't you send us over a message? You can let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have, and you can also send us over your prayer requests. Now, if you don't like to use the web form, that's totally fine. You can always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, also, while you're on the website, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. And if you can't do a monthly recurring contribution, that's fine. You could always do a one-time contribution if you're able. And you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button or by scanning the Cash App QR code on the website. So why don't you pray about it, folks? And if the Lord leads you to do it, you know, if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, folks, first and foremost, before we do anything else, I always like to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, and I thank him, first of all, for saving me, for rescuing me from the fiery pit of hell, and uh, I also thank him for giving me this wonderful opportunity, this incredible ministry of uh, opening up the Word of God with you for, uh, twice a week and uh, being able to kind of pull all of our ignorance here together to try to glean something out of the Word of God. And uh, that's basically what a Bible study is. You know, we're just sitting around together, you know, pooling our ignorance and, uh, you know, trusting that the Lord and the Holy Spirit will, uh, will, will teach us and open up our eyes and ears to the truth of His Word. So it's a real blessing for me to be able to do this, and I am very, very thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ for it. I also want to say thank you to all of our current supporters, those of you who support us prayerfully. God bless you for your prayers. Thank you so very much for them. I'm going to ask you to please continue to pray for me. Please continue to pray for this ministry. And more importantly, please continue to pray for my family. Uh, you know, you do Bible studies like this. You know, I, I shouldn't even say that. You know, once you, once you become a Christian, and especially when you start doing stuff for the Lord, Man, you got a target put on your back, uh, and it you know the attacks just don't ever really cease. They may be a little more intense at times than others, but they never really cease. And uh, you know we have been under spiritual attack since uh, since we started this podcast on April the fifteenth last year, and uh, it has intensified and intensified and intensified. And um, you know one of these days I'll I'll fill you in on everything that's been going on, but. Uh, Right now, it's not time to do that yet, but, um, you know, we are under a spiritual attack. We have been, and it just uh, keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger, but we are supported by your prayers and the prayers of others, and, uh, and, and of course, you know, the Lord just, uh, just, just gives us the strength, the strength every day to continue on doing what we're doing, uh, especially because he knows that our heart is in the, in the place of serving the Lord and trying to get the gospel message out to as many people as we possibly can. So thank you very much for your prayers. Again, folks, please continue to pray for me, for the show, for the, for the ministry that the Lord gave me, and then also for my family. 
I also want to say thank you to all of you who support us financially already. God bless you for your support. Thank you so very much. Your contributions help us to pay the bills and keep things going here. So thank you so very, very much for it. God bless you, and please, uh, you know, don't be shy. Drop us a note. Send us an email. Let us know that you're out there, you're listening, and uh, I would look really forward to hearing from you. Also, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of you who consistently uh, download, play, uh, and, and share the program with, with everybody you possibly can because without you and without the plays and the downloads, we uh, wouldn't be trending as high in the search algorithms as we do. Uh, we wouldn't be holding the number one spots on the Good Pods platforms that we do. Uh, our, our, our plays and downloads have, are well over 7,000 at this point, closing in on 8,000. And, uh, you know, it's just been a tremendous blessing. And I just want to say thank you to all of you for listening, for playing, for downloading, and for sharing the show. And uh, please continue to do that. Uh, it's really a tremendous blessing for me, and I really do thank you and appreciate you for it. But, folks, you know, on whatever platform you find yourself listening to us on, whether it's Good Pods, which I highly recommend, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or, or any one of the other pl- uh, podcasting platforms that are available to you, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And, uh, you know, wherever you can give us a five-star uh, rating, please, if you feel like we deserve it, hit that five-star button. Uh, that would be that would be fantastic, and we would really appreciate that. And uh, if you could write up a review for us, we would appreciate that as well. Uh, so, again, wherever you're listening, like, subscribe, and share. Hit that five-star review. Send it over to your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how about some announcements? All right, folks, just want to uh, remind you of our Sermon Sunday broadcast every Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can hear it on our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, or you can head over to uh, Spreaker, and you can find us on our Spreaker page at Sword of the Spirit Podcast. Um, then don't forget the Thursday night Bible study, which, like tonight, meets at 7 p.m., Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, tonight, we'll be in Revelation chapter 10. Uh, Lord willing, if we can get through Revelation chapter 10 tonight, we'll be in Revelation chapter 11 uh, next week. Uh, Great studies we've been having, and I'm looking forward to continuing on here in this fabulous book. So please uh, check us out. And if you missed the live show, you can always find us on all the major podcasting platforms. We have a list on our website. You can find us all there. We're on Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn Radio. You name it, we're there. So check us out, 7 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? 
We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is head over to the church's Facebook page. Just log on into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you'll get over there, you'll find a lot of really helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. And of course, we always want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church, especially Pastor John Monk, my pastor and my friend, uh, for allowing us to uh, post this show on the church's Facebook page. Now, folks, if you are interested in prepping, I would like to introduce you to the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcast and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The Contra Radio Network podcast releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on current events, with no issues off limits to any of these patriots. You want to break down the current events? We got it. Are you planning on missing the rapture? And you plan on trying to stick it out to endure it to the end of the tribulation? Well, we got information on preparedness and self-sufficiency. You want a guy that's driving around ranting like a lunatic? Hey, you know what? We got that too. You want to hear about politics, Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more? The Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. You can find them on all of your major podcasting platforms, also, you can find them at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. I also want to introduce you to uh, a great podcast and one I definitely encourage you to check out. Uh, his name is Chase Tobin, and his podcast is called The Three Pillars Podcast. Now, The Three Pillars Podcast focuses on personal growth utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, Brother Chase has a new episode that drops every week, usually on a Friday morning, uh, occasionally on a Saturday. Uh, I highly recommend you check him out. You can find him on all of your major podcasting platforms. You can find him on Good Pod, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can also find him on uh, YouTube and on Rumble as well. Now, folks, don't forget to sign up for the programming announcement subscription. Uh, what that is is an email list that we're keeping, and uh, anytime there's a change to our programming schedule, we send out an email just to let you know uh, what the change is going to be, whether it's a time change, a day change, uh, or if we're going to have a special guest on the show. Uh, we'll send out information through that email uh, list. So it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You can head over to our website, sortofthespiritpodcast.com, Get on that mailing list and stay in the know. And uh, while you're on our website, don't forget to head over to the Sword Swag section. And at our Sword Swag section, you're going to find these great Sword of the Spirit podcast ceramic coffee mugs, which I have right here. And we're going to take a sip for you. Wow. Having a Starbucks iced coffee tonight, and uh, it is really good. Uh, you can get one of these mugs for a $25 contribution. Or if you'd like to get one of these nice uh, Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts, like the one that I'm wearing, you can get that for a $35 contribution. Uh, all you need to do is just hit that info button that's on the Sword Swag page. Send us your contact information. And uh, if you're getting a shirt, what size you need. 
and uh, we will send you back the link where you can make your contribution. Once that uh, takes place, we'll send that, that stuff out to you. So uh, just head on over there and uh, check it out, Sword Swag, on the Sword of the Spirit podcast.com website. All right, folks. There was something else I wanted to announce, and I can't remember what it was. I didn't have it here in my notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we now have a, uh, a Rumble channel as well. So you can find us out. You can find our shows now on Rumble at SOTS Podcast. So you go to rumble.com slash SOTS Podcast. And uh, our shows are now going to be on that platform as well. So you can head on over there and check that out, too. That would be great. All right. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to take our first break of the evening here now. And when we come back, we'll run through our prayer list, our uh, prayer list for salvation, sick, general, and our unspokens. And then uh, we'll move on into the Bible study shortly after that. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, hit that five-star review if you can. Check us out on Good Pods. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of your major podcasting platforms. And now on Rumble as well. All right, we will be right back. Don't you go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Hello and welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. My name is Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and I'm happy to have you here with me. This podcast is focused on a holistic approach to growth using the three pillars of fitness. Those are spiritual, mental, and physical fitness. Using these three pillars, we will build a foundation which we can all grow to be better uh, human beings on our walk with each other and our walk with the Lord. So without further ado, welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast.
Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. So just uh, before we get into the prayer list, I want to give you something here. I'm going to give you 12 rules for a way of life. 12 rules for a way of life. All right, number one, begin each day with a prayer. Number two, work hard. Number three, love your family. Number four, make light of your troubles. Number five, follow the golden rule. Number six, read from the Bible. Number seven, show kindness. Number eight, read worthwhile books. Number nine, be pure and clean. Number 10, have charity in your heart. Number 11, be obedient and respectful. And number 12, end the day in prayer. 12 rules for a way of life. You know, I think these things are invaluable. And uh, I think uh, maybe what I'll do is I'll put it up on the website uh, sometime tonight. This way you guys can check it out if you'd like, if you missed any of it. All right. Okay. All right. Let's get to our prayer list. All right, so uh, salvation prayer requests. Uh, so tonight we'll be praying for my mom, Diane. We're praying for David up in New York City. We're praying for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're praying for Manuel's mother, and we're praying for Sharon, and we're praying for Adam's father. Now, I had Adam's father's name here somewhere. Um, I'm not going to have time to find it. but All right, so we're going to pray for Adam's dad also. All right, now, again, folks, I, I say this every time we go through our salvation prayer list. Salvation is the single most important decision you are ever going to make in your life, without a doubt. And it's because it has eternal consequences, eternal consequences. Now, you can go through the rest of your life. You can reject the gospel. You can reject Jesus Christ. You can keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Uh, you know, a lot of people like to say, well, you know, I got a few things in my life I need to work out first. No, you don't. You need to get this settled now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Not tomorrow, not the day after. Today, right now. Because honestly, folks, you don't know what can happen between now and my next sentence. You know, you could suffer a massive heart attack. You could have a stroke. You could, you could just, you could die. You know, if you're listening and you're driving, you, could, you can get into a wreck. You don't know what can happen. So it's, it's so very important that you take into consideration your eternal destiny or your eternal destination. You can get saved right here, right now. You can put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You could pray right now. You can ask him to save you. And he will. And you can be sure of the fact that if you were sincere, that if you truly, truly believe in your heart that his blood was the all-sufficient propitiation for your sin, that's payment for your sin, and you believe that, that, that he, had, he has forgiven you, you will go to heaven when you die. Or if the Lord returns first, you'll be raptured out of here. Now, if you've been listening to our studies on the book of Revelation, you know, we covered that. 
at some point, the church is going to be raptured out. And when that happens, this age of grace closes. It becomes not an age of grace, not an age of just belief and believing. It becomes belief or faith plus works. So not only are you going to have to have faith, you're going to have to demonstrate that faith, and, and more, more than likely it's going to end up with uh, you being martyred, or you're going to have to endure to the end and stay faithful through it all. Because during the tribulation, you can lose your salvation. Now you can't. This is a perfect gift given to you freely from God through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm asking you today, if you haven't come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior, why don't you do it now? Don't take a chance. Don't take a chance. Heavenly Father, today we want to lift up my mom, Diane. Lord, we also want to pray for David, uh, all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family, uh, Manuel's mother, Adam's father. We're praying for Sharon. And Lord, we're praying for this young lady, Jasmine. Father, we just lift them up to you. Lord, we ask you to work in them, draw them to yourselves, Father God. We pray that you would save them today. Lord, that they would understand the, the gift of salvation that's, that's present here in this church age. Father, I pray that they would get saved today, right now. Father, I pray that that the Holy Spirit would bring conviction of their sin, and Lord, that they would they would turn from their sin, they would repent, they would, Lord, they would look to the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, their only way to get to heaven, because there is no other way. Muhammad can't save them. Buddha can't save them. Lord Mary can't save them. The Pope cannot save them. No church whether it's the Baptist Church, the Pentecostal Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Catholic Church, no church can save anyone. The only one that can save anyone is the Lord Jesus Christ. And all they have to do is believe. Call on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So, Lord, I pray that you would work in them today and that you would draw them in, and, Lord, that they would be saved today, and we would thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, moving down our sick list, uh, we're praying for, um, let's see, we're going to be praying for Pastor Martin, uh, for uh, his health concerns. We're praying for Hezekiah, uh, for recovery from the surgery he had last week. We're also praying for Jasmine Martinez, who... uh, uh, 22 years old in critical care with lupus. So we're praying for Jasmine. We're praying for Mary Perez uh, with cancer. We're praying for my mom uh, who is in rehab uh, with COPD. And we're praying that uh, as she gets through physical therapy, she'll be able to get home and, uh, and get back to living at home. And we're praying for my sister, Laura, for a slip disc in her back. We're praying for Bernice uh, who has cancer. We're praying that... Uh, that these uh, that that her appetite would increase, that the uh, medications uh, wouldn't suppress her appetite, and uh, cause her not to want to eat. Uh, she needs her strength, and so we're praying that the, that the, the Lord will increase her appetite. Uh, we're also praying for uh, Laura, Bernice, Bernice's mom, uh, also with cancer, 
uh, Janae with a heart condition, Sharon Baldino with cancer, Martin Mata with lymphoma, Daniel Villarreal uh, with leukemia. We're also praying for uh, Brother Aldo, who's recovering from an infection. And uh, he's back to work, and he's happy. He's excited. And, uh, so, and, we, and so are we. We're thankful for Brother Aldo. He's a good friend and, uh, and a good brother in the Lord. And uh, we are really, really thankful for his friendship. We're also praying for uh, Alex Ortiz, who uh, is, is having problems uh, with, uh, with his breathing and uh, problems in his brain. And uh, so we're going to be praying for him and his family as well. All right, moving on down our general list, we're also going to be praying for uh, my brother-in-law Jude uh, in his business as a contractor up in New York City. Uh, we're going to pray that the Lord will open up an opportunity for him uh, to uh, get some contracts. We're also uh, lifting up Brother Federico Salinas, uh, and we're thankful for, uh, for Brother Salinas and uh, for his testimony and his salvation, and we're thankful uh, for uh, the way he leads his family, and we're thankful for his service to the Lord. And uh, we ask the Lord to bless him in, uh, in all his future work. And, uh, and we are, again, we're very thankful for his friendship and, uh, and the fact that uh, uh, he's just a down-to-earth good guy. <laughs> he really is. We're also, we're also pray, praying for, uh, for Angel and her pregnancy, uh, her husband Alex uh, for his job. Uh, we're also lifting up Isabella and Jessica uh, as they as they work to walk closer with the Lord. And then, of course, we have all of the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Uh, these are the prayers that, uh, you know, we can't just always seem to find the right words for or something deeply personal that uh, not everyone needs to know all the details of it. So tonight we're going to be lifting up Eduardo Rodriguez. We're going to be lifting up Larissa. We're lifting up Hector, Manuel, Angela, and uh, myself for an unspoken prayer need. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that you are the God of answered prayer. We thank you, Father God, that we can approach the throne of grace and not only approach the throne of grace, but, Lord, we can approach the throne of grace boldly because of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord Jesus Christ cried out from the cross that it, it is finished and the veil in the temple was ripped in twain, Lord, that granted us access to the Holy of Holies, to the throne of grace, and we thank you for it. Father, tonight we come before you and we lift up all of those that are on our sick list, Lord. Uh, we, think of, uh, we think of Jasmine, Lord. We think of uh, uh, Pastor Martin. We think of my mom, Diane. We think of uh, Sister Bernice and her mom, Laura. Lord, we, we think of uh, Martin and we think of Daniel and, uh, and Alex. And Lord, we think of everyone that's on our prayer list tonight. We think of, brother, we think of uh, Hezekiah. We think of Aldo. Lord, um, Alex Ortiz, Lord, we lift them all up to you tonight, and we pray, Father God, that you would just touch each one of them and bring healing to their bodies. Lord, you would bring comfort and grace, and Lord, we thank you so much for it. We also pray uh, for those uh, in general needs, like Brother, uh, Brother Salinas and, uh, and uh, my brother-in-law Jude, Angel, Alex, Isabella, and Jessica, and then, of course, Lord, for the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Uh, for, uh, for Eduardo, for Larissa, Hector, Manuel, Angela, and myself. Lord, we lift up all of these prayers to you. And Father God, we just ask you that you would just uh, look favorably upon us, Lord God, and that you would open up any window of opportunity for us, Lord, that you would bring healing where it's necessary, Lord, that you would bring comfort and grace where it's necessary. And Father, we pray that 
you would answer all of these prayers, not according to our will, but according to your perfect will for us in our lives. And then, Lord, we would give you all the honor and the glory and, and all the praise and thanksgiving. Father, we lift up tonight's Bible study to you as well. Lord, we just ask you to bless it. Bless those that are under the hearing of the preaching and the teaching of your holy word. Father, I ask you to give me the words to speak as we uh, open up the word of God today. Help us, Lord, to pull all of our ignorance together. Lord, help us to glean something from the word of God tonight. Lord, help us to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to apply what we're learning to our lives. And Lord, uh, this may not sound right, but Lord, I think you know where my heart is. Lord, I pray that as we go through this, Lord, that you would literally scare the hell out of some people and they would come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us, and we ask you to just accept tonight from us. And Lord, we ask you to bless it, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks, uh, we are going to take our second and short break before we get into our Bible study tonight, and that'll give you a chance to go grab your King James Bible, maybe get yourself a cup of coffee and a bottle of water. And when we come back, we'll be getting into the Bible study tonight in Revelation chapter number 10. Revelation chapter number 10. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have an active and open Spreaker account and you want to jump onto the chat room and say hello, we would love to see you there. You can do that very easily through the Spreaker app or on the uh, desktop version of Spreaker. But you do need to have a Spreaker account, so it just takes a minute. You can set yourself up with one. That would be fantastic. All right, folks, we'll be back right after this. Don't disappear. I can't help but think about the Lord and all the things He's done. He meets my every need. You know He's been so good to me. And I can't help but praise the Lord for all He's done. For all He's still be many more if i could mention only one i'd have to thank him for his son and that's enough to praise the lord for all he's done for all he's done i'm gonna live 
This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen. Amen. I love that. I really do. I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I am so happy that um, I was able to get that to put together that way. And uh, it, it is just, it was well worth the effort. It really was. It was well done. And uh, I am so thankful for it. And everything, everything that was said in that is absolutely true about your King James Bible. Absolutely true. You've got to love the Word of God. You have to. If you are a saved, born-again Bible believer, you've got to love your King James Bible. All right. Well, folks, uh, we are at episode number 89 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and uh, I want you to grab your Bible because whenever we talk about our King James Bible like that, it's time for us to open it up and to study the precious Word of God. So uh, take your Bibles and turn over to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 10. Revelation chapter 10 and verse 1. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was laid upon his head. And his face was, as it were, the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth, and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. All right, now, so what we're doing here in chapter 10 is we've come chronologically right about to the middle of the tribulation. All right, now, the tribulation is divided into two equal parts, and uh, that's, it's, it's very evident as you study the thing. Now, of course, the thing starts with the rapture, and we mentioned that a little bit ago in uh, chapter 4, the rapture of the church. 
And then it, conclu- it concludes with the second advent of the Lord Jesus Christ, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have 42 months of great tribulation. And that's where we're launching into here in Revelation chapter 10. So up to this point, Israel's been you know, in a situation of relative calm. You know, relative calm, because the Antichrist had made a covenant, uh, a compact with Israel, and, um, and there's a certain arena of protection for her for the first 42 months. But that thing, and that covenant is broken in Daniel chapter 9, somewhere around, I think it's verse 27, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then that's when things really get rough for Israel. And that's why, you know, that's why Jesus said to Israel, pray that the days be shortened. So, you know, we're just launching into that period of time right here in chapter 10. Now, it's important to keep in mind that the book of Revelation is really laid out in chronological order more than people realize. You know, they think it's just a bunch of writings all thrown together, you know, uh, but it's not. It's in chronological order, just like the rest of the New Testament, you know. And uh, what we started with were the seals, right? Uh, and then we went to the trumpets. We started with the trumpets and, and so on. And um, uh, we've gone through trumpets one through six, but we haven't gotten to the seventh trumpet yet. And what chapter 10 and the first half of chapter 11 is, um, they're basically uh, parenthetical chapters. And we've already talked about parenthetical chapters. Uh, Revelation chapter 7 is a parenthetical chapter. So uh, the seventh trumpet won't come until... Uh, the middle of the 11th chapter. And so um, we've got the seven seals, uh, the first six trumpets, and the first half of the tribulation. So what I'm telling you is, even though Israel is in a relative position of peace and calm, you know, there's a covenant with the Antichrist uh, and that the Antichrist made with Israel, uh, and you know, these naturally and supernaturally induced catastrophes that we've been reading about that are taking place here— you know, the world is under a siege. Lots of things are going wrong. It's an absolute mess. Everything is a mess. But man, man, is it going to get bad? I mean, really bad. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, a, like a, a, a you ain't seen nothing yet scenario. It's during this particular time that Jerusalem is trodden down by the Gentiles for three and a half years. And, uh, you know, we'll get to that in chapter 11. And so you've got all the Gentile nations converging on, on Jerusalem and Israel, and it's during this time that the Antichrist actively seeks to destroy Israel. And we'll see examples of that as we go down through here. All right, now, uh, we've just read the first four verses of Revelation chapter 10, and uh, in those four verses we have an angel here. And uh, you know it's up to us to do the best that we can using Scripture to interpret Scripture, and identify who this angel is. And uh, as we've examined in the first nine chapters of Revelation, you know, angels are, uh, or, and they fulfill all kinds of things in the Bible. And so, you know, we see that stars can be angels, right? And we see an angel in chapter 9 falling with a key to the bottomless pit. So we see lots of angels and angelic activity taking place in the book of Revelation, all right, um, I'll, you know, I'll say, I'll say right at the outset, right at the beginning of this, that this heavenly messenger is undoubtedly, most probably, in my opinion, Jesus Christ, the angel of the Lord. 
Now, it's not uncommon for Jesus Christ to be spoken of as an angel, right? That is the angel of the Lord. So let's see how this thing lines up in parallels. Now, what John sees here is a mighty angel, a mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud. All right, now let's look at some of the symbols here. Let's uh, take your Bible and go back to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. And when you get to Revelation chapter 1, let's head over to verse number 13. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 13. And in the midst of the candles, in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. All right, now the cloud and the rainbow. So there's a cloud and there's a rainbow there, and that kind of lines up, right? Uh, His voice like a lion, his voice like a lion. Look over in chapter 5, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, and so on and so forth. So now you've got a loud voice as when a lion roareth in chapter 10 and verse 3. And when he heard, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. So this is a voice. And, you know, perhaps evidence of all that, uh, and that, that's this, that this is Jesus Christ, is over in chapter 11 in verse 3, where he says, And I will give power unto my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. So it's, it seems to me to be the same voice that we have over in chapter 10. The same voice declaring that he's going to give power unto the two witnesses. All right, now uh, back in chapter 10 and verse 2. Chapter 10 and verse 2. And he had in his hand a little book open. Now, there are some differences between the scroll of chapter 5 and the book of chapter 10. The little book of chapter 10 is clearly a book of prophecy. All right, look down in verse 9. Chapter 10, verse 9. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. All right, so this little book that the angel shows up with, open in his hand, where the scroll was closed in chapter 5, and it clearly seems to be a book of prophecy. Now, you can speculate, you know, what is the little book? What is the little book? Well, here's my best guess, okay? And it's just a guess, all right? Just a guess. Let's go to Daniel. Daniel in chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12 and uh, verse number 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. 
Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. So Daniel had a book. He had some words. And then he's told to seal them up until the time of the end. All right, verse 9. And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Well, obviously, the words that were sealed until the time of the end that Daniel had access to dealt with prophecy. Because that's what all Daniel deals with. All of Daniel deals with prophecy. All right, now it's clear that this little book in Revelation chapter 10 deals with prophecy. Now, what I'm thinking, my best guess, it's only a guess, but my best guess is that Daniel had the whole book of Revelation. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen? So the thing was already settled. It was already written down. But the Lord said, I'm not going to let you have it until the end. Until the end. And so John guessed the thing a long time later. That's probably what the little book is. Now, I'm just guessing, right? But it, but it does seem to fit all the criteria. Now, what God's doing in Revelation chapter 10 is, you know, he's, he's opening up the time of Jacob's real trouble. You see, up to this time, Israel, I mean, for the first half of the tribulation, you know, Israel isn't being uh, troubled that much, really. Now, I can't prove this, but again, I'm guessing. Pretty good speculation, though, is, is this. You know, you recall how that when we went through the seals and uh, we've gone through the trumpets, we've seen an amazing amount of parallels between the curses of the trumpets and the seals, and we, we've seen how those, those uh, parallel the curses of the ten curses that were put on Egypt way back in the book of Exodus. All right? A lot of parallels. All right, now, while Israel was in the land of Goshen, they escaped curses, did they not? They escaped the curses. So I have reason to believe that during the first part of the tribulation, Israel's going to escape. Now, I'm not going to say totally, but uh, a great many of those curses Israel's going to escape of from. So it's hard to tell exactly, so I, I really don't know. I, I, honestly, I can't quite figure the thing out. You know, uh, and the truth of the matter is there's a lot of stuff you can't figure out in that book. You know, I was thinking about what I'm going to teach after Revelation, and I was thinking about Zechariah, but man, <laughs> you know, some of that stuff in Zechariah is just, woo, you know? So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but, um, but uh, you know, every now and then you, you, you need to bite off a chunk of Scripture like that. You know, you really do. I mean, even though it may be over your head, you need to bite it off. You know, you need a challenge, don't you? Am I right? You need to get, you know, you need to get what you can get out of it, you know? What if you miss some stuff? Okay, so then you miss it, you know, but you get what you can get. And there's a lot of stuff in the book of Revelation. You know, it's, um, you know, who knows? <laughs> you know, really. Anyway, uh, it's reasonably safe to assume or conclude that uh, what you've got going on here, of course, uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, you have the tribulation, right, broken up into two equal parts on earth. And uh, you know, you'd seem to have that same time frame broken up in two equal parts in heaven. Because if in the first half, right, you have the judgment seat of Christ, okay, three and a half years. And what you've got going on in the second half is a wedding. You've got a wedding going on. 
All right. Now let's go back up uh, to Matthew. Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 22. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, that's verse 1, the kingdom of heaven. All right. Now, where is the kingdom of heaven? Is it on earth? No, not now. That's the millennium. But where is it now? Well, it's in heaven, right? You know, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. You know, the kingdom of heaven is in heaven. Does that make sense? The kingdom of heaven is in heaven. Now, think about what we call the Lord's Prayer. It really isn't, but think about it. Our Father, which art in where? Heaven. All right? Now, if God's in heaven, do you suppose that he's running the show up there? Is it his kingdom? Okay. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. So Jesus was instructing his disciples to pray for the kingdom to come to earth. Now, had it come when he was telling them to pray that way? No. It hadn't come. Did it come in Matthew chapter 22? No. It hadn't come there either. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king. Now, the kingdom of heaven doesn't show up until after the tribulation. Okay? All right, so the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. All right, now keep in mind that this is Matthew, all right? Matthew is the gospel to who? The Jews, right? No Gentiles here. This is the gospel to the Jew. And he's talking about a wedding. Verse 3 and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. Now, in the very next chapter, you're going to discover the servants. All right? The servants are the two witnesses. He sent his servants. We'll discover that in Revelation chapter 11. All right? Verse 4. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying... Now, all right, now, um, that's probably the the 144,000 that we talked about. He sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready, come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants, and entreated them spitefully, and slew them. Now, that word remnant is a dead giveaway. That word remnant is a word that's always applied to Jewish people in Palestine. A remnant came with Ezra and Nehemiah and Zerubbabel, right? Amen? A remnant, see? All right, now watch the thing. Verse 6, And the remnant took his servants and treated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. And he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. All right? Burned up their city. All right? Now, in the first half of the tribulation, Jerusalem is trodden under by the Gentiles. 
And then in the second half of the tribulation, it gets burned up. Now, who, who's a Gentile? Well, anybody who's not a Jew is a Gentile. Now, you have three classes of people in your New Testament. You have the Jew, the Gentile, and the church. That's it. That's all there is as far as God's concerned in our age. Jew, Gentile, and church. All right, now, what are you? Well, if you're saved, you are the church. You're not Jew or Gentile. You are the church, the bride of Christ. Amen? So, you know, if you want to have fun with folks, you know, um, you know, a lost man, you're trying to witness to him, and he asks your nationality, you tell him, I'm the church. <laughs> That'll blow his mind. All right? Now, you see how the thing is? You know, for folks to get saved in other dispensations, uh, a Gentile, well, he had to become a Jewish proselyte. For a Jew to get saved in this age, he has to become, in effect, a church proselyte. So you see, God just flip-flopped the whole thing. All right, now, when I say a proselyte, you understand what I mean. You know, I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm talking about getting saved. You understand? All right, now in verse 8. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. You know what God's doing here? This thing has a twofold application. All right, this thing applies historically but it also applies, has a prophetic application, just like so much of Scripture does. Do you know what the Lord's doing here? He's sending his servants out. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Why? Because it has to do with the kingdom of heaven. So the servants in the tribulation are preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And part of that gospel is, hey, hey, there's a wedding. Come on, let's go. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. All right, so they went out to the highways. So they weren't being real particular. You know, that's why... You know, we've read that that tribulation crowd, uh, tribulation martyrs, is of every kindred and tongue and nation. All right, now verse 11. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there was a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither without having, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to his servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away. Cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. All right, here's, here's the deal. With that in mind, okay, you have a wedding feast in Matthew chapter 22. All right, now go to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. All right, now in Matthew chapter 24, you have in verse 5, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Then you have verse 6, you know, wars and rumors of wars. Verse 7, nation rises against nation, famine, pestilences, earthquakes. All right, verse 8, uh, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. 
and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And he that shall, en- he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So this gospel of the kingdom is being preached. All right, now uh, verse 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. All right, that's the Antichrist breaking his covenant. And in ver- and verse 15 lines up with Revelation chapter 10. And then verse 16. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. All right, why? Things are getting rough. The Antichrist established himself as an object of worship in the temple. Things are getting rough. All right, verse 21. For then shall be great tribulation. Okay, here it is. Such as was not since, since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. All right, jump down to verse 30. Verse 30. And then shall appear the sign of of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. All right, he runs that out. And then look down here in verse 40. Verse 40. Then two shall be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. All right, now, so this thing is clear. Somewhere in the middle of all this, there's a rapture. And that thing is associated with verse 30. The Son of Man is in heaven, uh, the Son of Man in heaven appearing, right? The Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and sending his angels. And that thing matches up with what we just read about in chapter 10. All right, Matthew 24 and verse 9 uh, and so on. And Matthew 22, uh, Matthew 22 matches up. And uh, Matthew 25 matches up. Now, in Matthew 25, you have the 10 virgins and that business over there. All right, it's the same deal. All, you know, this is just the same deal all over again. So what you have in Matthew 22, 24, and 25 are all things that address primarily around the middle of the tribulation, Revelation chapter 10. All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the evening here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. If you're uh, logged into Spreaker and you want to jump on into the chat room, please feel free to do so and say hello. And uh, don't forget to uh, you know, check us out on, on, uh, on Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart 
uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, all of the uh, major podcasting platforms. And uh, we will be right back after this. Don't you go away.
Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello. We are studying Revelation chapter 10, and uh, we are right smack in the middle of the tribulation period. And uh, so what's going on? What's going on now, right? Well, we said that in heaven there's the judgment seat of Christ, and then there's a wedding. Well, what's God doing in the middle of the tribulation? Well, he's looking for some guests. He's looking for some guests, all right? Now, if you're saved, if you are saved, if you are born again, saved individual, today, the church age, you are not a guest. You're the bride. You're the bride, so he's looking for some guests. So what does he do? He sends his angels out. Now, as the bride, as the bride, you were raptured out in Revelation chapter 4. You're already in heaven. You've been through the judgment seat of Christ already, and now you're getting ready for the wedding. But here he's looking for some guests, so he sends his angels out. And I think that thing is fairly clear over in verse 31. Matthew 24, verse 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So do you see how folks can get this messed up? Do you see why we have all of these mid-tribulation rapture people around today? They get messed up because they can't read. They can't read simple English. They don't know the difference between a bride and a guest. Now, anyone who's ever been to a wedding knows the difference between a bride and a guest. Amen? I mean, you don't have to be brilliant to understand that. You know, anybody but a a Bible scholar, you know, they're the idiots in this world because they can't read. You know, we ought to take them all back and trash the Greek and 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 the Hebrew books and make them learn simple English, right? That's the problem. All right, now in Matthew chapter 25, you've got virgins, Okay, you got virgins. Now, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. All right, now, who in the world turned out to be the virgins in the tribulation? Well, the 144,000. All right, so they're a different crowd. I mean, they're tribulation saints. You know, the guests are tribulation saints, but they, they fit into a little bit of a different subcategory. So we've got virgins, and we've got guests. And the Lord is calling some virgins up, and that would match with the best I know as the bridesmaids. All right? You have some guests. All right, now, um, I think this is the first time that I'm going to give you this whole deal. On, on this thing here. You know, we've kind of hit around on it before, uh, but, but here's how it breaks down, all right? And this is a first for me, so bear with me. All right, you have John the Baptist in John chapter 3. Uh, John the Baptist said that he was a friend of the bridegroom. Isn't that what he said? Now, when you go to a, tra- a traditional wedding, you know, you walk in the lobby, And the ushers stand out there, and they're instructed to ask, are you a friend of the bride or of the bridegroom? 
And then depending on how you respond, they seat you accordingly. Now, uh, you know, one on one side of the church and one on the other side of the church. Now, I want you to imagine in your mind's eye a church building, okay? Uh, If this was a video, I would have a whiteboard and draw the picture for you. But I need you to imagine in your mind a church building with an aisle down the middle leading up to a platform at the front. Now, traditionally, the groom is on the left and the bride is on the right. So now we're going to have a wedding. Now, here come all the Old Testament saints under the law. So you, so you got to know this is going to be a big building, right? Amen? A big, big wedding. I mean, you've never seen a wedding like this wedding. And you know something? You're not going to it. You're not going to it. If you're saved today, if you are a blood-bought, born-again Christian, you're going to be in it. You're going to be in it because you'll be part of the bride of Christ. So now you have all of the Old Testament saints, you know, John the Baptist's crowd, friends of the bridegroom. Now, here come all the friends of the bride, all right? That's the tribulation saints, you know, getting raptured in the middle of the tribulation. All right, now I'm assuming that these are guests too, of course. You know, they're friends. You know, the Lord's, the Lord's showing you both pictures of the thing here. So you've got friends of the bridegroom, right? They're friends of the groom, these Old Testament saints. And you've got guests which are somehow associated with the bride. They're associated with the bride by virtue of the fact that when you read the book of Hebrews, they're all saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, an Old Testament saint is also, but he had to wait for it, didn't he? He had to wait for it. Now, you know, and I know that this crowd, and, you know, we've covered that, are, they're justified by their works, and they get their imputed righteousness by believing, whereas the bride doesn't. All right, now, here comes the wedding. You have the groom, and a tra- in, a, in a traditional wedding, you have groomsmen. Now, probably the most uh, indistinguishable group in the Bible are the groomsmen. All right, who are they? Well, who would be the groomsmen? Now, I could only guess, but by the process of elimination, uh, that I think that they would be the pre-law saints, okay? The pre-law Old Testament saints, you know, Abraham and his crowd. All right. Now, you know, there are some verses for that. Now, if you, you can chase them down, uh, but I can't prove that thing conclusively, but that's what it would appear to me. All right. Now, here comes the bride. All right. Interestingly, they play Here Comes the Bride at a wedding. Amen. And she's clothed herself in white raiment and made herself ready. Revelation chapter 19 says, Now, here she comes. I know my sheep, I hear their voice. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. Now, in a, in a traditional wedding, the Father walks the bride down the aisle. Amen? John chapter 10, around verse, I think, 28. John 10, 28 to 32, I think it is. Or something like that. All right, so here's the father giving the bride to the son. Amen? 
And here's how she got ready. She got ready by 1 Corinthians chapter 3, getting herself purged by fire. All right, so here comes the bride. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man can pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. All right, so here's the bride. Now, the only thing we have need of now are the bridesmaids. Amen? And bridesmaids in a traditional wedding are unmarried girls that are friends of the bride, right? Friends of the bride. All right, so the friends of the bride turn out to be the virgins of Matthew 25. All right, now probably the way this thing lines up, and you, you, you probably notice that I, I use a lot of probabilities, you know, just because some of this stuff really does remain a mystery, you know, but it's, but it's because of the church and the sacrifice of the church that shed its blood to preserve this book that the bridesmaids will have the information that it takes to become just that. They'll rely upon the history that the church has laid down. In other words, someone, someone plowed the ground in front of them, just like someone plowed the ground in front of the church. Amen? You know, we're grateful for the prophets who came before the church age. The tribulation saints will be equally grateful for the church age saints who plowed some ground. And so there are relationships, right? Now in Matthew chapter 22, the robe is being provided by the king. That's the robe. He didn't take the wedding garment that was offered to him freely. All right, now look at the difference. Look at Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. And verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. All right, now, uh, here you've got fine linen, which is the righteousness of the saints, as opposed to a robe of righteousness that you got for your justification. You get a robe of righteousness at justification when you're saved. God provided that. But this is a whole different deal. This, in effect, would work out, would be, you know, work out your own salvation, you know, with, with fear and trembling. That's what this is. Fine linen in itself is an explanation. Fine linen is made from a weed, and the weed is called flax. It's kind of a weedy kind of substance. And what they do with the flax is, is they beat it, and they beat it, and they beat it, and they pulverize it. The more they pulverize it, the better the linen comes out. And that's how they process the whole thing. All right, now, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Yea, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. All right, so the robe is in direct proportion to the amount of suffering. Now, that's a blessing, something to think about, but there it is. That's the robe of the church-age saint. All right, now, the tribulation saint is doing his suffering already. It just goes with the territory. Those that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. 
You see? All right, so he's doing some suffering. Now, this is something I've been thinking about. You know, what kind of body is he going to have? What kind of a body is he going to have? Now, you know something? I don't know. I don't know what kind of body he's going to have. You know, we know more about our body than we do about their body. Now, you know, there are things I don't understand. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to tell you the things you do understand. It's something else to tell you the things you don't understand. And I tell you that because, you know, hopefully, hopefully it excites you. Hopefully it challenges you and encourages you to search these things out on your own. You know, for example, uh, it's clear in the passages that we've read so far that there's a rapture somewhere around the middle of the tribulation. I just don't know where. But you think about it, how long does the wedding take? How long does the wedding take? I don't know. I don't know. So exactly where that rapture is, I, I can't pinpoint that. But I do know this. When you read Matthew chapter 22, 24, and 25 and all that stuff there, you don't have to be that intelligent to figure out that that doesn't in any way, shape, or form match up with 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 or 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So in other words, it's not the same rapture. That much is easy to figure out. It's not the same bunch. It's not the same rapture. It's not the same crowd. It's a different rapture. It's a different rapture. You know, you know you, you've got lots of raptures in your Bible. That's why folks get confused, because they think there's only one rapture. Like they think there's only one baptism. So they get messed up. But you've got several baptisms and several raptures. How about this? Let's see if we can name some of the raptures, okay? You have, uh, you have the rapture of Enoch. You have the rapture of Elijah. You've got the rapture of Jesus Christ. You've got the rapture of the church. And you got some tribulation saints being raptured. And then you have the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11 getting raptured. So that's six raptures off the top of my head. All right? Now, the tribulation saints. All right? So they're distinct from one another in the sense that, you know, the virgins obviously represent the 144,000 uh, because the 144,000 are called virgins. Okay? as opposed to the tribulation saint. Um, a, tribulation, a tribulation saint, and, and the 144,000, if you remember, when we talked about them in chapter 6, uh, they were 144,000 Jewish male virgins. Okay? Now, a tribulation saint isn't necessarily a Jew. So I don't know if they're going up at the same time, I don't know if it's one or two different raptures. See, I, I can't quite figure the thing out. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's one rapture or two raptures because in Matthew chapter 22, you've got these people being bid to a wedding. All right, now obviously we know where the wedding is, so that's a rapture, right? Because the wedding is in heaven. Now in Matthew chapter 24, you have verse 30 and 31, you have a rapture. In verse 40, 41 and 42, you have a rapture. And then in Matthew 25, you have a rapture. All right, now, most probably, these are all descriptions of the same event. Most probably. You know, just describing different people that are involved in the same event. 
That would be my guess. But I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, let's, uh, how about this? How about we call it a night here? And, uh, you know, we only got through the first three verses, so I guess that means next week we'll be picking it up in uh, chapter 10, verse 4, and uh, we'll continue it on there. All right. Well, folks, I want to say thank you so much for taking your time to, uh, to tune in to episode number 89 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I really do appreciate you uh, jumping in on this with us. Folks, head on over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. When you get over there, head over to our contact section, send us over a message, and also look for that support this podcast button. And if you're able to do so, help us out with a monthly recurring contribution. We would appreciate that. If not, if you could do a one-time, that would be great also. Folks, until we see each other again on Sunday, Lord willing, win the lost no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.